Welcome back, everybody. It's Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. America's number one Newton, Kansas-based Bible reading podcast for two straight years. Oh, gee. Wow. It's amazing. We get the plaque yet? No, I think it got bogged down because they. Um, we also were nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. So they oh. said they were just going to throw it on one plaque for us. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I kind of prefer two separate plaques, Eric. I, I said that. I yeah. said as much, but it's surprisingly... It's the same committee who does the Nobel Peace Prize yeah. and who rates Newton, Kansas Bible reading podcast. Oh, so they just—it's the same to, committee. They're trying to save money. Yeah, and I don't blame them. These are t- these are hard times. These are hard times. Yeah. Speaking of hard times, Eric, today. <laughs> what? Today is day three. Three o two. Yeah, that's tough. Day three o two. Tough. And we are going to read Acts chapter four, starting with verse twenty-three through. Acts chapter 6, verse 7. That's what we're going to do. As soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. All the believers were united in heart and mind. They felt what... They felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles named Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came to the land came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. But there was a certain man named Ananias who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles claiming it was a full amount. With his wife's consent, he kept the rest. Then Peter said to Ananias, Peter said, "Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of the money for yourself." The property was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and he died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. Then some young men got up, wrapped him in a sheet, and took him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Was this the price you and your husband had received for your land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. And Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? Young men who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and she died. When the young men came in and saw that she was dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. 
Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone else who heard what had happened. The apostles were performing many mir miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But an angel of the Lord came at night, opened the gates of the jail, and brought them out. Then he told them, Go to the temple and give the people this message of life. So at daybreak the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. When the high priest and his officials arrived, they convened the high council, the full assembly of the elders of Israel. Then they sent for the apostles to be brought from the jail for trial. But when the temple guards went to the jail, the men were gone. So they returned to the council and reported the jail was securely locked with the guards standing outside. But when we opened the gates, no one was there. When the captain of the temple guard and the leading priests heard this, they were perplexed, wondering where it, all would, where it would all end. Then someone arrived with startling news. The men you put in jail are standing in the temple teaching the people. The captain went with his temple guards and arrested the apostles, but without violence, for they were afraid the people would stone them. Then they brought the apostles before the high council, where the high priest confronted them. We gave you strict orders never to teach, never again to teach in this man's name, he said. Instead, you have filled all Jerusalem with your teaching about him, and you want to make us responsible for his death. But Peter and the apostles replied, We must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. Then God put him in the place of honor at his right hand as prince and savior. He did this so the people of Israel would repent of their sins and be forgiven. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who is given by God to those who obey him. When they heard this, the high council was furious and decided to kill them. But one member, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was an expert in religious law and respected by all the people, stood up and ordered that the men be sent outside of the council chamber for a little while. Then he said to his colleagues, men of Israel, take care what you are planning to do to these men. Some time ago, there was a fellow named Theudas who pretended to be someone great. About 400 others joined him, but he was killed, and all his followers went their various ways. The whole movement became to nothing. After him, at the time of the census, there was Judas of Galilee. He got people to follow him, but he was killed too, and all his followers were scattered. So my advice is, leave these men alone. Let them go. If they are planning, if they are planning and doing these things merely on their own, it will soon be overthrown. But if it is from God, you will be able to overthrow them. You will not be able to overthrow them. You may even find yourselves fighting against God. The others accepted this advice. They called in the apostles, had them flogged. Then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. But as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve called a meeting of all the believers. They said, We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and full of the Spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. 
then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they lay their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem, and many of the Jewish priests were converted too. And, and that, that is, is our reading, reading today. today. It's also part of our construction project for the day. Yeah. I did not appreciate, Chip, while I was reading, you doing all of that woodworking well, over there. I'm trying to multitask, Eric. We I have wish, a lot going on. I wish you could just put the tools down for just a second, Chip. Yeah. I thought you were also getting mad at me for having an outtoid over No, I would not be upset about that. I appreciate that, man. Well, we all do. Fills the room with just a wonderful minty essence. Yeah. And while we fill the room with that wonderful minty essence, we have two questions in mind. We do. What did this passage tell us about God, and what does it tell us about ourselves? And so, Chip, the question to you, sir, my dear friend, my co-laborer, what's this tell us about God? (laughs) Thanks, Eric. My dearest friend. Oh, wow. Dearest co-laborer. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what this tells us about God. And we see this throughout the book of Acts. God answers prayer. Oh. God answers prayer. Yeah, kind of a little surprise thing in there, but it's a little <laughs> little hidden nugget that I don't want us to miss. I didn't miss it. It really speak, spoke to me. So uh, they they asked God for boldness in preaching his word. And God yeah, gave it to sure him. Sure did, yeah. He gave it to him. I love that. You know, and it's. I think it's cool they asked for it. Yeah. You know, and I think it's even cooler that God gave it to him. And not yeah. just in the, the instance early on in reading, but later on towards the end, um, the temple from house to house, they continue to teach and preach this message, Jesus and the Messiah, even though they were told not to and, yep. and all that stuff. You know, God gave them boldness to keep going, to keep doing what he called them to do. And here's the thing. We can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We can do the same thing. And I decided many years ago that I was just going to take God seriously with his word. And prayer was one of those things. When he says to pray for something and ask for something, you know, I just think we should do it. And we and we should, when we do it, believe that he will do it. Um, he can do it. He might not do it. But we need to believe that he will do it. And pray that way, live that way, act that way. And they did it. And he did it. And it seems to be a little thing, but it's huge. Why? Because the gospel spread. Yeah. When it was trying to be extinguished and stopped yep. and put the rest and let's just stop this thing, it it it, it couldn't stop. It had right. to keep going. Right. And because they asked for boldness, because they needed boldness, God gave it to them and the gospel spread. Yeah. So the same is for you and I, you know, and God wants us to ask him for help for things he's calling us to do and uh, and believe he can do it and, and go after it and, and he can believe that he's going to do it and he will do it. Yeah. So. Totally true. God. I mean, that's, that's what Gamaliel's point was. You yeah. know, like, well, yeah, let's not right. bother. You yeah. know, if let's not bother. Mm. If it's of God, then they won't, we wouldn't be able to stop it anyway. And you're, that's exactly what you said. God answers prayer. Hey, you know what I love about that prayer? Peter uses scripture to inform his prayer. And I think that that's really cool. cool. Um, you know, it's like the positive form of using someone's own words against them. Um, we do that as human beings. We hold someone's words against them like, ha, well, you said this and now you're doing this. But with God, it's God, you promised this. You declared this. You said this. And now we are stepping in beside you on that. Um, and I just love that. So he, you know, quotes from the Psalms and then 
continues his prayer and he says, God, we acknowledge it. You said this would happen and now it has happened and we are asking for your help as we walk forward in this world that you showed us would be. So I think one thing it tells us about us is that like these spiritual disciplines that we have, reading the Bible and praying and uh, fasting and uh, evangelizing and silence and solitude and meditation, like all of these spiritual disciplines that we have, they're meant to overlap. And like they they help each other, they strengthen each other. That's true. Scripture informs our prayer, and our prayer guides our silence. And I mean, scripture and prayer together help us with worship and evangelism. And I just like man, stack these things up. Don't be content mm. just to be the person who read the Bible in the year. That's amazing. That huh. is huge. And I am not at all saying that that's not something to be excited about. That's massive. But if you're a person who reads the Bible in a year, and next year you're a person who reads a Bible in a year, and the next year you're a person who reads the Bible in a year, and you're never the person who prays their way through the Bible as they're doing it, well, then you're missing out on something massive. And then if you are the person who reads the Bible and prays every day for a year, but you don't have any sort of personal worship life, or you don't come to church to worship with the family of God, then you are missing out. Or if you do all of those things and you ignore the other disciplines you're missing out stack them up ephesians 4 which i think we'll read here in the next week or so maybe i don't know sometime soon um ephesians 4 tells us that the purpose of these of these disciplines is so that we can look more like christ we can be conformed to jesus image so um yes it's great to master one of the spiritual disciplines but can we master all of them or at least work toward that yes i think we can peter shows exactly what happens when we do that yeah yeah i like that stacking them together Stack them up. That's good. That's yeah. very good. Good stuff. Because God answers prayers. He does. Yep. Yep. Hey, uh, thank you for joining us today. No problem. Yeah. I was around. Appreciate it. I figured I'd swing in. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. I yeah. got some of my construction work done for now. Yeah. I you know that. who I appreciate? Who? I appreciate our listeners joining us today. Yeah, I think absolutely. that's really great. I mean, you appreciate me joining oh, I today. Do. I think yeah. that's great, but like, appreciate I appreciate the listeners. The listeners. Yeah, well, yeah, someone yeah. has Just, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> someone has to. Yeah, oh, yeah no, it's it's great. Yeah. It's great to have our listeners here. I yeah, I am so proud of the people who are determined to finish the year or finish the New Testament. It is just amazing. If this is your first time joining us today, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. We got to go put on our hard hats. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Go do other things. Yeah. But we'll be back to install an HVAC system through the Bible with you again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it will be done very well. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>